Merry Christmas! As we joyfully celebrate Christmas, let's pause for a moment of meditation on the redemptive purpose of the Incarnation. The Old Testament and Gospel readings for the first Sunday after Christmas note the sacrifice demanded of the parents of the firstborn son, and then portray the event in Jesus' life. This is strongly asserted. A life is demanded, and in the economy of salvation, Jesus is the life which God has offered up for our redemption. And just as Simeon saw the promises of God fulfilled, we join him in that same song of praise. We learn from Paul in the epistle for this Sunday how a joyful life flows from the gift of the Christ child. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. This recording is intended to be released for the day after Christmas Day, the first Sunday after Christmas. I plan to be on vacation visiting family this day, so I have recorded in advance a brief sermon called Redeemed. It is based on the Old Testament epistle and gospel readings. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Old Testament speaks of a firstborn son redeemed. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time to come your son asks you what does this mean, you shall say to him, By a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, from the house of slavery, Exodus chapter 13, 13b through verse 14. The firstborn animals were sacrificed, but children were redeemed, bought back with a lamb. If the couple were poor, they could bring a smaller gift. And that is what Mary and Joseph are doing in the temple in the gospel reading today. They are redeeming Jesus. But this is not a day of just remembering religious events of the past, this infant whom Mary and Joseph redeem is none other than the Redeemer himself, the one whose death upon a cross on a spring day, decades later, will liberate all humanity from slavery to sin, death, and devil. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. God did not redeem his son, but spent him as the redemption price, Jesus taking humanity to himself and showing up as a helpless infant in the temple in Mary's arms is just the first step on a journey that ends on a cross and cosmic redemption. The point of this sermon is that you and I are in the position of the slave who has been redeemed, standing on the slave auction block, looking out over the whole crowd of wealthy slave buyers. You catch sight of your friend who has come to pay the price for you and set you free. Can you imagine the life that follows such an act? Such a life would be filled with song, the song of Simeon, Simeon's nunc dimittis, in fact. After Simeon took the Christ child up in his arms and blessed him at the temple, he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes 
have seen your salvation. Luke chapter 2, verse 29. We have seen the salvation of God with our eyes. Joy has to be the first response. But every day would be lived as a new day, a gift and precious. The joyful life which flows out of that will start to take on a shape. And Paul describes that life for us in the epistle reading for this day. Paul starts this reading by writing, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Let's remember that Paul's list of the virtues is built on the statements of who we are. We are beloved, holy, and precious to God. And what flows out of our lips and lives is built on that fact. The old enemy will constantly want to turn that into a buy-sell sort of thing. But that reality of the infant means that our lives are changed, are transformed in Christ. We are no longer the old people who just bustled by the Christ child that day. We are stopping to join this scene from the gospel. We are hearing Simeon's words and singing with him. And like Anna, we will speak of this to neighbors and others. For Jesus has come, Jesus has lived, Jesus has died, and Jesus has risen again. Angels and archangels and all the company of heaven are looking down on this gospel scene, marveling. They have witnessed their Lord descending to humanity. They must have been shocked to see that only a couple of Old people noticed Jesus coming to his temple that day. What would change in our thinking if we realized that we are never alone, but rather we walk always in the presence of Jesus and his whole heavenly host? May the reality of Christ's presence and that of his heavenly host enliven those mundane moments of our lives, and may it also break the tyranny of busyness, which so often dictates what we say and do. Anna and Simeon probably thought their lives were over and done with. They were old, worn-out people. Simeon is apparently ready to check out. But for the last two thousand years, they have borne witness to the Christ child in the temple. Who would have known that morning when he woke up that in 2,000 years, millions of people would be singing his song that he composed on the spot that day. Can we walk out of this church today or from our homes today with that sort of expectation and hope? God may be doing something great with your life and my life too. We have put on Christ, after all. We have not put on another self-help regimen or some fad. We have put on Christ and that makes our lives filled with potential. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And Merry Christmas.